there is not only merit in really running your business as a personal brand, but I would argue that in addition to it being good for sales and good for marketing and good for culture, it also just like is like a better way to exist as far as I'm concerned, where like everything about who you are as a human being actually like is how you present yourself on the internet. And then that's the reason you make money like that in and of itself is like a pretty cool, fulfilling experience. So, um, you know, I've leaned all the way into that and I always recommend that people do the same. Tim, I've got a real one for you today. Love it. I've got one and it's, it's, it's your, it's your sales soulmate. You don't even know her yet. Okay. I'm telling you by the time we get done with our interview, you're going to sit there and be like, this is my best friend and she's great. And I love her. And you're going to say all those things. And, uh, and, and I'll say this. Okay. So I first heard Jennifer Spivak on a round table I was doing for Clarion events coming up for this, for traffic and conversion summit. And she was just a star. She was so authentic. Everybody else was like, oh, well, let me do it expeditiously. And she was just like, no, we don't work with douchebags, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, this is my girl. And she's and she's and she started a company called the Ad Girls eight years ago. They're in Queens and all over North America now, but she's like a New Yorker. Uh, she's even a Yankees fan, Tim. So I think- She's a Yankees fan in Queens, I found out. That's a weird thing, right? That's not normal, it right? Is. You're usually, yeah, you got not your normal. Piazza jersey on. I don't know any exactly. Mets players. I don't know any Mets. I just, yeah. is that right? Was he? of Mets was he on the Mets? It is. Yep. It yeah. Is. I don't know anything about them. I, so, so yeah, anyway, she's great. Their agency is amazing. Their sales process is really cool. They've got this missional business. There, there are people. And I thought what a great opportunity to bring her on. And like I said before, it's going to be so funny. Mark my words. Tim's going to say, this is my friend. And she is now part of like the family or something. You're, you're just going to, you're going to click. Um, so are you excited? I am. I am. Let's go. Let's go get it. <laughs> All right, everybody in the agency talk land, uh, please enjoy our good friend, Jennifer Speedback. Jennifer, what's good? Hey, every, everything's great. There. And you know, all the years are great, by the way, not just, not just 2022, 2020. They're all, they're all great. I'm excited because like I said before, okay. So you started an agency called the ad girls. Yes. Tell me how, how you guys wanted to start it. Did it always, was it always kind of that thing? Did it evolve? Uh, tell us about the ad girls a little bit for our listeners. At the end of 2014, I left a small digital agency that I was a 20% owner in because over time it had turned into a total boys club. And I was like, yeah, peace out. I'm going to go do something different. And so I started freelancing. I honestly, at the time was like, I will never, I don't want to start an agency because I don't want to manage people. I want to do marketing. I have no interest in, in starting an agency, but over the years, you know, more and more clients. I mean, I was doing like 30 K a month on my own, literally just me, like in a year. Um, and you know, making great money, but like dying and never sleeping or breathing or anything because I had all these clients <laughs> and no help. So slowly started, you know, with like a VA and an assistant and a project manager, and then brought a couple of account managers and it just evolved over time to where I had a team of, I don't know, maybe about five or six people. And at the time, actually we weren't yet the ad girls. We were operating under Jennifer Spivak LLC, and it was really just like me and a couple people behind me. And in 2019, yep. I met this woman on Facebook whose name was Courtney, and she had her own agency that was also just her and a couple of people. 
And we started masterminding together and we realized that we had these complete opposite zones of genius. So I am just brilliant Mm. at sales and front facing marketing and, you know, kind of like that visionary role. And she is the typical integrator operations processes. And so it was funny because I, you know, revenue wise was a lot larger than where she was at, but like internally it was like, Maybe like a little messy, just like a little. Um, but Courtney is like this complete opposite, right? Like she, I'm saying this with love. If she heard me, she would laugh. Couldn't sell to save her life, but like 50% yeah. profit margins, like processes for everything, like beautiful Asana boards, just like insane. And at first we decided to support each other, but we hit this point at the end of 2020 where we were like, should we just do this together? So, you know, we actually had a feature in Forbes about like being um, going from competitors to collaborators, because technically we are supposed to be competitors, even though we don't really believe or buy into that. But it was actually the start of 2021 when we officially merged our agencies and became what is now known as the Ad Girls. Now, just Courtney, I I heard a little bit of EOS in that. Is Courtney oh, an yeah. EOS person? I, I I kind of picked up on that. Courtney, her mom is actually a like an EOS trainer, so we get it directly from Mama Wendy. <laughs> and yeah. Um, Courtney, yeah, I mean, we do it, we do it to a T. She loves it, um, yeah. and she she forced me to read about integrated. I'm sorry, she forced me to read about visionaries, mm-hmm. so I could understand what it's like to work with somebody like me. And I was like, oh, okay, I mm-hmm, that's good information to have. So so yeah, we do we do follow that quite a bit. Did you have compassion for those around you after you read your profile? <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what I was getting at. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And 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 in all honesty, it helps me to understand how to communicate my visionary ideas because mm-hmm. to me, I just like they come out of my mouth and then, you know, that's it. And and I don't even actually care about the follow through, but I realize that that actually stresses people out. So now I organize all of my ideas in a special parking lot in our Asana board, and we get to go look at them every once in a while. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that, that's awesome. It really is. Tim, does that work the same way in, you, in your agency? Because you're you're technically the visionary there, right? Well, I, I don't know about that, but I, I I think that. So my profile, we 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 profile kind of everybody here through a company and everybody that applies with us. And my profile said um, he doesn't think out of the box because he doesn't know there is one. Mm, Oh, I love that. Right. So what it's off of what you were just saying. And what I've learned is like, because I just thought that's the way the world operated was you just, you know, kept coming up with ideas. But ultimately, that's very frustrating for people that want to land the plane. So it's, um, you know, I think once you come to terms Mm -hmm. with who you are, and you understand those things about yourself, you can translate those better to others. So tell us more about the DNA of this company, because it sounds like you and Courtney are super dialed in. You guys are a good unit. You work there. What was it like adding a bunch of people to that dynamic and merging the companies together? You got a bunch of people that kind of were like, hey, this is the Jennifer show and here's the Courtney show and this is our vibe. Um, What was it like to bring all that together? To be honest with you, it was really easy and seamless. Um, I think part of the reason why is that what had happened about six months prior to the official merge is that Courtney hired me for a project to come in and overhaul her marketing and sales. And then I hired her for a project to come in 
and you know get the team in place and so we all kind of knew each other a little bit before um before it yeah. officially happened but i'm like i'm trying to think if there's like a good story here of something that was hard to like overcome but honestly it just was <laughs> it was really seamless it was really easy um you know of course there were things we had a, a line on but i think that our overall visions for our business both in terms of why we do the work that we do but also the way that we provide the service we're both just so organically aligned on that that it kind of it kind of was seamless so what is that what's the what's the alignment on the thing and the why and what you guys do because i i'm cheating i know <laughs> but it's such a good question for our listeners cuz like it, it's yeah. perfect so what is that why you guys all circled around felt? yeah so so there's really there's two core things that we really aligned on and and one of them is like really the reason that we have our businesses so we always say that the ad girls, yeah, we we do Facebook and Instagram ads. Our, our, we really exist to put more money in the hands of more women. That is our purpose. We just happen to use Facebook and Instagram ads to do that. And so both Courtney and I had had these experiences that manifested in totally different ways in our lives in which either it was one of us or somebody that we knew um, experiencing what it is to be a woman stuck in a situation that you cannot get out of. You are beholden to a person or a thing or job or relationship because you don't have access to money. And so again, it manifested in both mm. of our lives in very different ways, but in seeing that, you know, we both felt that it in many cases can be literally a matter of life or death, women having access to finances and being able to be financially autonomous. And so because we had, you know, these marketing skills and, and armed with that information, we, we really set out to primarily hire women, work with primarily women owned companies and again, do Facebook ads, but really have this purpose of creating as many women millionaires as possible. I mean, what could be cooler than that? And so wow. that part, that was one part of it that we totally aligned on. And the other part was just the way that we both delivered the service. We've always both felt really passionate about ads by themselves not being enough. And that a lot of what other agencies provide, at least for the level of client that we were working with, wasn't actually enough to get them towards their goal. It overlooked basic marketing principles and it overlooked you know, the importance of the funnel and the offer and the messaging. And it was all about the ads, the ads, the ads and the media buying. And we felt, especially for our clients, that there was a really big gap there. So being aligned on both of those two things are our why and the actual context of what we're doing is why I think the merge actually was so simple. It, it feels it's funny because you don't find a lot of that in life, by the way. I mean, you, you get you get some pretty strong relationships that happen, you know, organically. I've got one, you know, I, that I know of uh, and, and, and Gina. But I'll tell you what's really crazy is when you can see all that come together, it's all running in the same direction. The people, it's probably attracting some really unique people. So talk about the team a little bit. So you've got a, a pretty dispersed yeah. team now. But is that kind of also like a, the theme that people are really attracted to that mission? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that that is the thing that we lead with. We also do actually pay our account managers um, a little bit more than than the average. So and look, that comes back to the mission, right? Like putting more money in the hands of more women isn't just about our clients. It's about our team. It's also about ourselves. And so we really do look to create um, a really just like kind of nourishing work environment for 
uh, mostly women. We also do have a couple mm. of men on our team and they are so wonderful and we love them so much. So we are currently a team of, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> they're amazing, um, you know, but like it's, right. they're, they're, they're also, they're also a part of the mission, you know, both of them happen to have wives and daughters. And so um, they're, they're really aligned with, with what it is that, that we are here to do. But we are, um, as of now, we are a team of 19. Two of those are men and 17 are women. And um, we are based primarily throughout the U.S., a little bit in Canada, and then also a little bit in Europe. Um, we've, we've always been fully remote. And uh, I, I love that. I think that that's like such a cool thing. Also, I mean, as we were joking before um, we started recording, I don't love to leave my apartment unless I'm traveling. And so it's nice that like my, the walk to my office is like three steps. I really love that. So Jennifer, you said that you are sales oriented. Okay. This is something that Tim and yes. I really, this is my selfish. I want to talk to you about your sales process. I want to go through it a little bit yes. because I'm so excited about it. You have an application. Oh, also Jennifer, here's the thing. We've had a lot of experts on this, a lot of agency experts out there who are teaching different things to other agency owners. One of the things that are coming up and Tim and I, I'm not going to tell you what Tim and I think yet. I want to hear what you think. Okay. They're kind of advising agency owners to not be a part, like don't be in the sales process. Like if you're the person that all the sales come through, you can't scale. Yeah. I know for a fact you do your sales calls and I want to know, yes. I want to know. So unpack this, talk about the application process. Tell me why you're still in the sales calls uh, that you got a bigger group of people. Um, tell me a little bit about that and, uh, and why these people are idiots. Okay. I just want to know. I just want to know what your thoughts are. <laughs> what I know is what works for me. I can't go and tell somebody else what's going to work for them. I know the way in which it works for me. And something that I am really good at is building a personal brand. Um, you know, all of the things that we've talked about so far aren't like, we do Facebook ads better and more special than everybody else. It's like, it's our mission. It's our vision. It's my personality. Like that is actually the thing that has been such a, a large piece of our marketing. And so it makes sense. Now, with that being said, um, I actually do have plans in the next six months to finally step away from sales. Um, but that's only because I just, I'm, I've been doing it for so long and like, you know, I'm ready to like have more spaciousness, but up until now, and up until I would say probably at least the end of this year, I will have taken every single sales call over the eight years. I don't even, I mean, that thousands upon thousands, I would imagine. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. Um, but the the reason is again the personal brand but also i mean i i love it i think that it is so enjoyable it is so fun and i get to really indoctrinate people into our vision in all of the touch points that happened before the sales call which is super important i want to get into all of that but then also on the call itself so that even when clients are coming in and, you know, I'm not involved in delivery at all anymore, maybe from like a super visionary role, but they know they're not going to be working with me. They still like feel me. They still have had that touch point with me where they like feel connected to the story of why we do what we do. And again, they feel really indoctrinated into that why and that mission. And that's going to carry through the relationship when somebody makes a mistake or like a performance isn't great one week. And so I think that that actually helps create a really beautiful foundation from the beginning. And, you know, there probably are some CEOs in which like, that's not the greatest place for them to be spending their time, but this actually is my zone of genius. And so it is actually what makes the most sense for me. 
I get this more than anything ever, Jennifer, is every time we talk to a struggling agency or an agency that's like, just like, we can't scale, we can't break through, or like, we're, you know, we're not getting clients. The thing is, is that's what they say. They say, we just can't get clients. And I'm like, you're a marketing agency though. Like, right, that's your job. Yeah. Like you should have this kind of like, you should try and dial this in. So tell me, tell me people who are like sitting there going, we can't, we need more leads. We can't get them. We, we don't have the right, the, the people we are getting aren't the right people or we're not getting enough. How did you guys overcome that? Tell us about the machine that you built. Yeah. And I mean, just to tell you like a little bit of a story, I grew pre-Courtney to maybe about 400K annual in revenue, I want to say, give or take, somewhere between 400, 500, all organically, word of mouth and referrals, which is awesome, right? So cool that that's happening. And it drove me absolutely insane because I wasn't in control of my own growth. And like, to me, the systems that we're building for our clients are being in control of your own growth. You, you feed the beast this much, you make this much back. And even though we were growing every year, it wasn't the way that I wanted to, where I had like a proven thing where I could go spend a thousand dollars and get a client. And so it was, um, around, you know, getting close to half a million annually where I was like, okay, like I want to crack Facebook ads for the agency. And so the thought process sort of started with, okay, well, you know, we know how this is supposed to go. You're supposed to have a lead magnet or webinar or something up front, and then a call to action to book a call. And so, okay, what's my lead magnet going to be? And the more I started exploring that, the more I was like, I can't think of anything. Like I'm thinking about my ideal client and they don't want to learn Facebook ads. They don't want to like know our targeting, like they just, they actually just want the right person to show up and do it for them. And so that's when I started um, kind of solidifying this concept that has Mm -hmm. now carried us through the last several years, which is that done for you buyers behave differently. They're not the same as buyers for a Mm -hmm. course or coaching program in which the way the service is delivered is through learning. Those people do want to learn done for you buyers do not want to learn. And so therefore that traditional model of let's have them sit through a webinar or video training or lead magnet does not actually work for these high ticket done for you buyers. So in sort of wanting to test that hypothesis, I did something that you're not supposed to do. Uh, I am a a rule breaker forever. And um, I just put up an ad (laughs) and it was just, you know, very just like me and who I am. And I ran traffic to a page just like directly to book a call with me and it started working. And I was like, I'm so sorry. What? Like, this is not supposed to be able to happen. I am closing people on at the time. It was probably like 12 or $15,000 packages. Now our minimum is 20 K. But I was closing people on five figure sales in a single 30 minute call who didn't know me two days before. And I'm not doing a lead magnet and I'm not providing education. I'm not doing nurturing. I'm not doing custom proposals. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? all of these things are not supposed to be able to be real or true. And so I did in a way sort of stumble into it by accident is just the honest truth. But as I almost retroactively looked back to try and say, what could be working about this? Like there, there are, there are pieces. And I also just sort of further developed it over time. Here's the, here's sort of like the punchline, the thing that I landed on. So in thinking about specifically using paid ads to get agency clients, and anybody who's listening, and for you guys too, like go to your feed and every single ad for every agency looks and sounds exactly the same. 
it's honestly like a dick fighting war of like who's got the biggest ROAS. Like that is actually all it is. It's like, look at this case study. Look at this case study. Look at this one time that I got a 22X case study. Look at this one. Okay, look, if you're any, even like a small amount decent at what you do, you have a good case study. It's actually, it's not, it's not that hard. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. And so not only do I not believe that that should actually be the thing that calls people in period, because I don't believe that's the mark of an amazing agency that provides a great service, but also it's not enough to stand out. It looks like everything else. And so I took the stance of, I'm going to look, we're going to have our case studies, right? We obviously need to show that we know what we're doing. I'm not saying that that's not going to be it, but that's not going to be the whole thing. And so I built out this concept of four different messaging buckets that you can use. And this isn't just for agencies. We have a lot of our personal branding clients use this, but it allows you to actually stand out in the feed, actively deter the people that are not your people and kind of make competition irrelevant because you're playing on a different field. And so there's sort of, again, these four buckets and I use them in my ads, my landing page, my email sequence. It's reiterated in my sales call. It's reiterated in our proposal deck. It's everywhere. And so the four buckets are credibility, which is why should I trust you? Personality, which is why should I like you? Vulnerability, which is how can I relate to you? And then feel good, which is you know, basically something that makes the user feel like spending money with you further something they care about in the world or on the planet, right? Whether that's like something philanthropic, a commitment to hiring women, a commitment to hiring diverse teams. And so in sort of creating that, like, call it like, until like the trifecta, that's like the quadfecta. I don't know if there's like a better word for that. That's what I like to say, the quadfecta. And so when you can kind of hit all of those things, Again, competition is irrelevant. And so people were showing up to my calls, not deciding which agency to hire. They had picked Jennifer already. They had picked the ad girls already because it wasn't just about, yeah. well, tell me about your process and your case studies versus this person's process and this person's case studies. It's not, it's not that different. Like, I just, like, can we stop playing that game of like, look, we're all doing the same thing. We have different ways that we run our businesses. We have different things that we care about. But like being able to call people and indoctrinate those who are my people is the, the thing that suddenly started working. And so what ended up happening is through the ads, through the landing page, and then I would always have an email sequence that ran from the space when people booked to when they actually showed up. And everybody forgets about that space for some reason, not just the stupid reminder emails, real value add reinforcing of the messaging buckets. And in this container, people show up to my sales calls and they say things like, I feel like I already know you. Can I be your best friend? I didn't know you existed two days ago. I now know everything about you and your business and how can I pay you money? And then sales call, the sales process is actually just like hanging out with your new bestie. Um, and they're, they're kind of ready indoctrinated and ready to go. I'm literally unscrewing my microphone so I can drop it. I just oh, want to drop it. <laughs> yeah. I want to unscrew this. I want to drop it because that was brilliant. That Thank was you. brilliant. I, Thank I you so much. okay. Yeah. I am such a marketing geek. I yes. I feel like I was just transformed. That was awesome. And most, you know, when you get on things like the HubSpot train 
every it, it's like sheep. Everybody does the same thing the same way. And that doesn't interest me one iota. And Jennifer, you are my new best friend. And you when you come to Asbury Park, you're coming here. We're going to get you over here. That was brilliant. Thank you so much. Wow. One of the ways that we love to wrap these up is the one big thing that you want everybody to know. And it, what's the big takeaway that you'd like to leave other agencies with today? Um, there is not only merit in really running your business as a personal brand, but I would argue that in addition to it being good for sales and good for marketing and good for culture, it also just like is like a better way to exist as far as I'm concerned, where like everything about who you are as a human being actually like is how you present yourself on the internet. And then that's the reason you make money. Like that in and of itself is like a pretty cool, fulfilling experience. So, um, you know, I've leaned all the way into that and I always recommend that people do the same. I just want to keep talking to you. It's so fascinating. And I know, stay here forever. Look, we're going to come back. We're going to have you on again. I want to know how, how this like whole thing panned out. I want to know if what you doubled down on and what yeah. the wholesale thing is. But look, thank you so much. Like seriously, we know you're busy. We know there's just a million things you could be doing. So thank you for spending a little bit of time with us crazy uh, folks here at Agency Thanks. Talk. So thank you so much. I loved it. Thank you guys for having me. So for everybody listening, first of all, if you want to stay in touch with Jennifer, please get over to agency-talk.com. One, you can see all these other amazing folks that we've talked to. Tim and I have now talked to two seasons full of folks, and we've got some incredible interviews coming up just literally all the way through the new year. We're talking to incredible people, but I will say this. I'm just... I'm blown away by the quality we get on the show. I love that we get people like Jennifer and that she's in this mission-driven business that is out there being scrappy and creative and getting it done. Um, I know that we both really wanted that when we started this thing. Oh, I agree 100%. And I love the fact that you referenced, as we sit here almost on August 1st, as going into the new year. So. I know you're in London and there's a little bit of a lag. I knew there was a six hour lag, but I didn't know that there was a six month lag. I'm just saying we have guests all the way through the new year. We have a bunch coming at you. All right, listeners, Tim, you know, I get it done in London. Maybe I got to come home. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Go over to agency-talk.com. Make sure you actually join the conversation, subscribe, and just keep coming back and listen to these awesome people on on agency talk tim love you man thanks brother